It's been a while since we spent some time alone. And when we do, it's in situations like this. I wish I could see you. You could always see me. Why, you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Uh-huh. Come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Afraid I was going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assumed it was a woman. I can arrange that. So beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No, <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. So love has blinded you. <laughs> well, that's not exactly what I meant. It's probably true. I love you. Hi everyone, this is Adriana from Starships, and uh, today we are going to be talking about um, a new uh, ship from the new movies. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kylo and Hux. Kylux, um, I am by no means an expert on this. I actually don't really ship it that much, but I'm really excited because our guest is um, a huge shipper, and so she's going to tell us all about it. Um, everyone, uh, this is, uh, Viv. Go ahead. Say hi, Viv. <laughs> hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, uh, she's at Static Raining on Twitter. So, uh, we'll repeat that after the show, but yes, um, you can find her on Twitter. She's got, um, a lot of friends, a lot of followers who are also shippers. So I'm really excited to have her on here to kind of tell us what's going on and, uh, why so many people ship this this ship? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, to get us uh, started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about why you like Kylo and Hux in general? Like why they're why those characters appeal to you? Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That's a good first question. Um, I think what I like most about th these two is just how twisted they are. I tend to like the villains, like the evil characters, um, and try to figure out where they're still human or still relatable. And in Hawk's case, um, he's pretty relatable to me because of his uh, background. I, I know not many people know about his background that much because it's only in the novels, not in the movies, but he's got a pretty shitty childhood. and. Um, he was abused by his father, he was abused by Snoke, he was abused by Kylo, and I think that's pretty interesting to see um, how he went from being a scared little child in the books to the general of the First Order that he is now. And, um, I don't know, Kylo is a different case. He's... What I find interesting about him is how he's obviously a villain, he's obviously evil, Mm -hmm, but <laughs> yeah definitely I mean there are people who would disagree with me on that but I think he's obviously evil I mean um, he made his choice it, and he's, he decided to stay with the First Order but what's so interesting about that is that we don't really know why he went to the dark side well we know he got influenced by Snoke and stuff like that but we never really we never really saw why he switched or why he changed to the dark side, and I think that's interesting to explore. It's, he's 
kind of mystical and I like that. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I like personally for me, there is a difference between, uh, you know, like liking Vader, Anakin and then liking Kylo because we get to see, you know, how Anakin became Vader. Yes. And I think that changes why, you know, we feel a certain way about him versus Kylo because, you know, we're only seeing just the end of him, just a little short piece of his story. Exactly. And we don't we don't know what brought him we, here. Yeah. And so we don't we don't see that we don't maybe have the same kind of empathy for him. Um, well that's like I think that's true, yes. I think but that's also what's so interesting about him because there's still so many questions that need answers and it's fun just speculating about that. What made him the person he is now? How how did he go from Ben Solo to Kylo Ren? That's just all these questions that are really interesting to explore in fan works and fan fiction and stuff like that. So I really like playing around with that. Yeah, no, I definitely definitely see that. I never really thought of that before because um, I know I'm I'm been biased about that and I and I'm like, oh, he's evil. I don't like him. <laughs> Well, it's not that I don't think that he's evil. I'm 100% on your side on that one because he is a villain, he is evil, and he did terrible things. But his motivation still eludes me, and that's just so interesting about him. Okay. Trying to figure okay. Yeah. I get Trying. it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, that's... Yeah, you bring up some very, like, very interesting points that I have never really thought about. Um, so... And yeah, and then uh, the thing about Hux, uh, it is kind of disappointing that a lot of people don't know more about that. Um, the Phasma novel, um, everyone, if you haven't gotten to read it, is really good. Um, <laughs> it is. Go yeah, and it goes into um, Hux's background and you find out a lot of information about him and how he came to be in his position. So if you haven't read that, please give it a read. <laughs> give it a read, yeah. So. All right. Yeah, and it's it's a little sad that there there's nothing of all of all of his background in the movies. So we just so uh, somebody who's only seen the movies will only know him as this evil kind of like kind of a pushover. He's kind of a pushover in the movies, at least in episode eight. Um, and he's pretty one-dimensional in the movies, which is sad because his background is really interesting. But well, oh, <laughs> what can you I, do? Yeah, because I I certainly didn't care really too much about him until I read the book and I was like whoa this is this is there's a lot yeah there's potential actually <laughs> to make him interesting yeah definitely I agree um and I I hope they do they try to give us more of that in the in episode nine I would love that <laughs> I I mean I would be really happy to get more than just five minutes of Hux in the next movie <laughs> but I'm also aware that he's not like a main character so I'm so I probably only get like two more minutes of him and then that's it well you know there's always uh he was a little bit in uh do you watch resistance Star Wars uh, resistance? oh yeah yeah I've seen that yeah it was great so I mean hopefully maybe then we'll get some more of him too well there will be a Hux comic soon so oh okay I yeah. didn't know that <laughs> yeah there will be one it was announced at uh, Star Wars Celebration so it's pretty recent. I'm pretty excited about that. 
Um, and I hope you get to see more of Hugs and yeah, and, and see more of his uh, relationship to Kylo, which is very interesting from a shipper's perspective, of course. Okay, all right. That's yeah. I'm 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 gonna have to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, obviously, my next question is then: When did you uh, start shipping? them together um rather recently actually i mean at least compared to other people in the fandom um i started shipping them a little over a year ago when the last jedi came out i'm not exactly one of the kylax elders so to say and um well it's a long story but a friend of mine had begged me to come and watch the force awakens and the last jedi a double feature with her and up until then i had never even watched the force awakens i had practically avoided like plague <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. It's a long story. <laughs> um, basically, um, I used to work uh, at a cinema, and I was working there when The Force Awakens uh, was released, and I hated every second of it because it was just so much work and so many people. <laughs> so I never even watched it until like a year ago. So I sat there watching this movie that I initially had absolutely no interest in watching, and <laughs> yeah, and then this infamous careful when scene happened and I turned to my friend and looked at her and whispered a soft oh no and she just smirked at me and that was it basically. <laughs> I wasn't gonna yeah that was the moment I started chipping Kylax. <laughs> uh, can you say what that that moment was uh, just as I'm kind of not sure quite what moment you're talking about. Oh yeah about. so in the first movie in The Force Awakens there's this scene with um Kylo and Hawks on the bridge of the finalizer, and they're basically having an argument about Ray and um, and about the droid BB-8 and the map to Skywalker. And uh, Hawks confronts him and tells him to be careful. And he says this in a very nice tone of voice, very cold, and he's looking at him in the eyes. Well, in his mask directly. And it's very, <laughs> it's very nice. It's very, it's very tense and intense. And I love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. It's very um, interesting. I <laughs> I could see why. I could see why uh, that there's that uh, sort of hate. Yeah, this, this hate love thing going on. This rivalry. Okay. The tension between the two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, is there any other like specific moments that you like in the canon that you think about that kind of fuel these um, feelings, I guess, or fuel like what you think is should be a romance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a difficult question. Um, well, there's always episode eight where there. Um, where these two have uh, very funny interactions, actually. Hux is pretty sassy with Kylo in episode 8. And even though he gets um, pretty much thrown into a wall by Kylo, he's still sassy. <laughs> he's still arguing with him. He doesn't back down, which is very interesting. He's not afraid of Kylo, which is rare. Like, everybody else is afraid of Kylo, but Hux isn't. Which is interesting. It makes an interesting dynamic, I think. Like, it's part of the reason why I ship them. 
I mean, he, mm -hmm. like at, at first I was pretty intrigued by how little Hux seemed to fear Kylo. Yeah, and, I mean, in the first movie, he has already worked for Kylo or with Kylo, not for Kylo, with Kylo for five years, and at that point, he knows what Kylo is capable of. And Hux himself isn't a force user; he's not force sensitive. He's not as physically imposing as Kylo is, and yet he's not afraid to go to go toe to toe with him. So there are other members of the First Order, such as like. Mitaka, that they are terrified of Kylo and troopers avoid Kylo when he's having one of these temper tantrums, but Hux doesn't. He confronts him directly, which is interesting, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely had ships where I've seen I've seen that kind of and and it does make it it makes it a lot of fun. It does. To you. I mean, on in, in the first and for episode seven and the first movie, one could argue that Hux only dares to do so because there's still Snoke, who wouldn't allow Kylo to do any harm to him as long as he still needed to command his army and to construct Starkiller base. But even in episode eight, Hux continues to outright, like I said, says Kylo, and even after Kylo has killed Snoke and declared himself supreme leader and all that. Um, and I don't think that Kylo as a character is particularly used to that, to people not being intimidated by him, which is like I said from a shipper's perspective just gold just very intriguing yeah okay I'm getting a lot of like good good information like I said I didn't ship them um I, I think it's mostly just because uh they're like first order and they're bad in my eyes <laughs> so they belong <laughs> together yeah I get that um, um I mean it's it's a pretty classic um uh dynamic it's like it's a good old opposites attract argument, isn't there? So J.J. Abrams himself has pointed out that Kylo is the spiritual face of the First Order and Hux is the logical one. So we have this classic red only blue only setup between the two that they these two individuals that are linked together in this in this case by being rivals and co-workers and they have different personalities and differing approaches to the world in general. And Kylo is a character driven by his emotions and he's struggling and filled with doubts. And Hux, on the other hand, is very fanatically devoted to the cause and rather pragmatic and that makes an interesting dynamic i think oh yeah i can i can see with that it's it's uh definitely something that for sure if they were both or if one of them was female <laughs> yeah um, they would yeah people would be all over it probably <laughs> yeah oh no doubt or they might have even at some point be be canon yeah so that um, maybe they are bitter exes basically <laughs> maybe something like that which is yeah. a popular which is actually a popular trope within the kylax fandom that people like to imagine that they were together at one point before one point before the canon and that that's why they can't stand each other now because they used to be together it's a pretty popular trope oh okay um i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> i could see that it's very interesting because I I never really thought about these them together and so like you're saying all this stuff and I'm like yeah Ooh. yeah I get <laughs> it okay <laughs> yeah and, um, and yeah they're very different of course they're very different from each other but there are also similarities despite all of this I mean similarities which are interesting to explore to analyze even I mean both have committed patricide so yeah maybe there's a bonding moment somewhere there and both have been abused by authority figures in their lives. Hux by his own father, Kylo by Snoke. And I think a lot of people like the idea of these two bonding over the abuse they have suffered at the hands of others. So maybe there's yeah. common ground. 
Yeah, definitely room to maybe like get like build a camaraderie, I guess. Yes, exactly. There's so and go from there, just build camaraderie, build a tentative friendship, and then maybe a romantic relationship. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I. I've, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say. I like. I don't really have too much to say. I'm because I'm learning, so I like to. Uh, it's. I'm gonna have to ruminate on this for a while. Of course, probably. I mean. Um. I, oh, did you want to have? Did you want to say something? I can't tell you more. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. There are more reasons to ship them for me, at least. I mean, um, what really attracts me to Kylox is that I believe that Hox is pretty much the only character who doesn't care about Kylo's heritage. I mean, he doesn't care that Kylo's related to Darth Vader, or that he's related to a Skywalker. Every other character in the trilogy wants Kylo to either to either commit entirely to the dark or to the light side, and Snoke calls him the heir apparent Vader, and Rey calls him Ben in The Last Jedi, and believes that there's still light in him, and Leia and Han still see him as their son, which, well, of course they do. But all that comes with expectations, and I think that those expectations Kylo is obviously problem satisfying. And Hux doesn't care about any of that, just Kylo Ren is just Kylo Ren, he's basically just a pain in his ass. He's nothing more, nothing less, which, in my opinion, would be something new for Kylo. And something he desperately needs in his life, somebody who sees him as his own person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are those are all very good points that I have never never really thought about and like like i said <laughs> it's not it's my bias coming out where he's evil i can't oh I yeah can't, yeah <laughs> i can't read into the anything more all i see is more evil so yeah those are very that's a very good point um i think the whole <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you oh no 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 it's okay it's just it's like a, it's yeah i've never thought about the the expectations that come with you know um Ray calling him Ben and his parents, you know, mm. um, ex like thinking that, you know, there's, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of expectations yeah. if he were to come back to them. Um, and I don't think that's, that, yeah. It's a very heavy, heavy feeling, I, I would assume. <laughs> and I don't think that Hux would be, would have any expectations beyond Kylo just being Kylo. Yeah, and, Which, and like you said, yeah. they've worked together for for five years. He knows mm -hmm. he's not afraid to go toe to toe with him. So. Exactly, and I mean, there's I mean, I can't deny that they hate each other in canon, and <laughs> I mean that's pretty obvious. And um, I don't think that anybody in the Kylo's kind of thinks um, they're that, that that will change in canon. But the just um, the idea of these two slowly coming to understand each other and to learn from each other is just so intriguing. And with Hox as the intellectual power of the First Order and Kylo as the spiritual power, they would be a force to be reckoned with should they manage to put their differences aside and work together as a team, which is very, which is very very interesting. It's a very interesting idea. Well, then we can... to explore. <laughs> So, um, well, then that leads, uh, unless you want to talk some more, uh, any other reasons why you want to give? Uh, just, I think just one, actually. And that's just, I mean, like I said, these two are evil, and 
Kylo and Hux being in love wouldn't make them better people. They're still murderers. They're still part of a fascist, fascist organization. Um, but that paradox, the apparent contradiction of terrible, evil people being in love with each other, is just endlessly fascinating to me. It's like saying, I see you for who you are, I see all your flaws, I know every terrible thing you've ever done, and I don't love you in spite of them, but because of them. And that's the Kylax appeal, I guess. Okay. <sighs> I'm, I'm glad to, to hear that you acknowledge that they are they are part of a fascist regime and they're mm -hmm. they're murderers um yes. i think i think that's one of the things that made me hesitant about shipping them because um they like you said they are evil and and i don't i wasn't sure if people who shipped them were like i acknowledged that part of them um in my opinion they they do i'm i i don't know a single person in the Kylax fandom isn't aware of who they are and what they are and what they do. And most people in the Kylax fandom agree that these two deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, a lot of uh, many many people would like to see uh, to see like Hawks try to kill Kylo in episode nine or them trying to kill each other in episode 9. I think that would be a dream come true for many people <laughs> in the Kylax <laughs> fandom. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I think one of the, I mean, what I think you asked me what kind of canon content I would like to see for them. Yes, that yeah, was my um, next question. And that's basically it, like an assassination attempt. <laughs> that's it. I mean, it's not really canon content as in romantic content for them, but that's what we'd like to see in the Kylax fandom. Like an assassination attempt. Like I said, nobody seriously believes that we will ever get any kind of canon content. And um, Like the leader of a fascist organization and a murderer of billions as the first canon queer representation in a Star Wars movie is not something we would want. I mean, there's this whole history of queer code villains that has been used for ages to underline a character's wickedness and stuff like that. So um, having these two as Star Wars first queer couple on the big screen would be highly problematic. And so the only canon material I would want for them is them trying to kill each other. <laughs> it sounds twisted, but that that's it, basically. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I... I can't I can't believe this. No, uh I'm very I'm very pleasantly surprised by this this turn because you know um I don't I don't I ship Finn and Poe and I would love oh, yeah. nothing more than to see them become canon on screen. But you know, they don't. They're not problematic like them. Exactly. Too. So exactly. it would be it would be a whole different ballgame. So Exactly. It's, it's I'm like amazed that the that what you want to see for them in in the canon is them is for one of them to try to kill the other. That's uh... well, ideally, I would like to see them both die. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. So maybe like both like Hux trying to uh, kill him and Kylo trying to defend himself, and the two of them killing each other. Basically, that would be ideal. Yes, <laughs> but no. Canon queer material, canon romantic material for them, no. I don't think that would be right. 
Yeah, I mean that I yeah, I have to agree that would be problematic. That would that would be extremely problematic. Yes. So would you would you um like if they kind of went and said they're not going to be ca- uh they're not going to have a relationship in the future, but you're right that they used to have a relationship before the timeline of the movies with that. How would you feel about that? Um that um, that would, uh, for me, that would feel a little bit like uh, queer baiting, basically. Okay. Where you say, where you give hints, and you're like, well, yes, maybe, and mm, but then you don't really show it. So, um, really, what I would want for as for the first queer representation on the Star Wars on the big screen for Star Wars would be Finn and Poe actually, and not Kylax. <laughs> so I agree with you on that. Okay, I can get behind that. Like I said, I huge Finn and Poe. Like those are those are my guys. <laughs> well, yeah, they would be there would be perfect. Yes, I mean okay. I also like Finn and Ray, so I'd be happy with either. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything about that. We're <laughs> <laughs> not going to get into an argument here. <laughs> um. Okay, then. Uh. So. Um. I did, you know, um, when you uh, so graciously answered my plea uh, for uh, Kyla Shipper to be on the show, I did go through your Twitter. Um, oh, gosh. And- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's it's. It's everything that I would post except for Kylex instead okay. of Finpo. So I I don't judge. But I did know that notice that you do um, have an AO3 account and you you write your own Kylex fan fiction. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Um, I this is the point where I usually ask people how they consume or how they interact with the media, oh. like whether they they read the fan fiction. But you write it, and I'm really excited about it, that. Yeah. Oh, so can you um, talk a little bit about what, why you write it, and what inspires you, your stories? Um, so yeah, so ah uh, yeah. Well, yes, I am a writer. I write fancy. Well, I'm trying to at least. <laughs> um, um, the thing is, um, I thought the last Jedi left Kylo and Hux at a very interesting place with Kylo having taken the trail of the First Order for himself and Hux suddenly finding himself under his direct command. And I thought it would make a great starting point for a fanfiction that explores the ways in which they, the, these two are different and in which they are similar. And then the story goes from there to show how they could uh, come to an understanding, how all of this could lead to an understanding between them. So I wanted to explore that. Um, it was just supposed to be a little cute little project. <laughs> yeah, um, it was my first Kylax fan fiction, and it grew a little out of proportions. <laughs> I finished it at I think a little over one hundred and twenty thousand words. <laughs> and um, when I wrote the first outline, I thought it wouldn't get much longer than fifty thousand words. So yeah, and here we are now, one year later. Um, and it was. It was, it was hard work, <laughs> but I just needed to get all of this out of my system, like what could happen next, 
what should happen next. How could these two come to an understanding? I just wanted to explore that. And I did. (laughs) (laughs) It only took me a year, but I did. Oh, no, I'm... I am in awe of anybody who writes fan fiction because there are so many scenarios and so many things and ideas that pop into my head and putting them down and it's just, it's really hard. It is, So, yes. so, so yeah. I'm super, I'm super in awe of you for being able to, to crank that out and... I just, I just, I just, I just felt like I couldn't wait for two more years and had to write my own story basically so what would happen after episode 8 I mean I'm probably totally wrong but well it was fun while it lasted so well I I think you know that's the whole reason right that we write uh, people write fan fiction is um, they're not gonna we know um, to a certain extent what we are and what we aren't going to get and yes and It's, it's it's it's, it's very nice self. It's, it's very self-indulgent, but it's fun and it's, it's good, um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, no. I just think it's really it's a nice a nice way to you know get your emotions out um, and, and your you know, theories. <laughs> and, yeah, and then um, the fact that, you know, people, other people out there read it and feel the same way that you do, I think is probably a nice feeling. It's very rewarding. Yes, it is. Um, because you guys do this, you write without, you know, any sort of like, you don't get paid for it. No. You know, you, <laughs> oh, I wish. If Disney wants to give me a call, of course, I can just. I think that's everybody's dream. Like, hey, Disney, give me a <laughs> give me call. call. <laughs> Let me write fan fiction for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, no, it's just it's just a brain exercise, basically. And um, do you uh, have you ever collaborated with anybody else or gotten prompts or anything? Because... Um, I like to participate in fandom events, and I like to organize them myself. So right now I'm working together with a bunch of insanely talented people to organize a crit- to organize a creative event for the Kylax fandom. So oh. yeah, just like basically a whole month of <laughs> Kylax, and we want to encourage encourage people to create and to give and we want to give them a platform to showcase their craft and their love for these two characters. Um, and. Oh, it gets very complicated, actually, isn't it? but I try to explain. What the Kylox fandom does is um, ship not only Kylo and Hux together, but create ships out of every character um, the actors Adam Driver and Donald Gleason have ever played. So you could take... Oh! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so you could take a character from, um, let's say, Adam's Adam Driver's movie, uh, um, Logan Lucky, Yes, and that's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. And um, you take his character and you ship him with another character of Donald Gleason's. And I think the most popular ship in this case would be um, Clyde from Logan Lucky with uh, Stansland from Crash Pad. I've and never seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's silly. It's totally silly, but Donald Gleason's great in it. Um, and people love to do that just to explore different dynamics that you can't explore with 
the canon Kylax because the characters are just too different. So you want something cute and you want, want something sweet, so you take another character um, that isn't Hux but is played by Donald Weasel and you put him together with the character played by Adam Driver and explore their dynamics and reimagine what the relationship between those two could be like. And um, there are a dozen different ships like that and people love them and well, what we are doing right now is basically organize an event for these adjacent ships. That's, yeah, wow. I didn't, I had, you know, I've been on Tumblr, so I've seen some of the, um, the, you know, the, the little GIF sets that mm -hmm. they make of those. I didn't realize that was such a big, big thing. I... Well, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know why it's such a big thing in the Kylax fandom. Like I said, I've only ever seen it done before in one other fandom, but it's huge. It's hugely popular and, um, there are so many different variations and so many different characters that are shipped together. And it's fun. It's really fun. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the reason for that is because we don't get that much canon material. So we try to just... We take whatever we can get. In this case, other characters from other movies. Just mesh them together. Just to get our fix. Um, is that similar to, or is that um, a reason why there's so many um, Finn and Poe fix where the side pairing, or like Ky there's Kylux pairings where the side pairing is Finn Poe? Is that kind of similar, or because I I've noticed that there's um, you know when I'm going through looking for like Finn Poe, um, a lot of the sh times the side ship is. Um, Kylux. Oh, this is actually uh, news to me. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware of that, no. Um, uh, maybe it's because people would like some balance. They would. They want their dramatic Kylux ship, and but they want. But at the same time, they want their sweet and cute Finpo ship, non-problematic Finpo ship. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Um. Yeah. And, I mean. I mean. I've noticed that. Uh, Finpo is the side pairing for, or co like goes adjacent with like the Kylux or the um, the the Raylo. Oh, I see. I didn't even know that. Learned oh, okay. something. Learned something new today. Oh, okay. We we're both learning today. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting because usually, like, I well for me, I've never really seen like seen like that. You know, when I read other sh like when there's other ships like for other things like it's usually like maybe a cannon pairing um that's a side ship or something so um i i don't know or maybe i'm just crazy <laughs> i don't maybe think I'm you are I, I mean maybe it's maybe maybe i haven't noticed this particular trend yet because i haven't read that much fan fiction in the last year because i was busy writing my own <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because Maybe that's the reason why I haven't noticed that. Mm. Oh, I do. I mean, um, yeah, I, 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 I felt I, I'm gonna be honest. I try to use that as a that's one of my filters, like to take out the uh, the Kylux and the Raylo from my <laughs> 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 but um, 
maybe next time I'll, now that I know a little bit more about the Kylex and now that I understand <laughs> and you, and, and uh, realize that it's not like, yes, they're evil, but the potential there is, is, um, or, you know, that tension um, doesn't mean that we can't ship them. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. It's interesting to explore. And I don't think anybody in the Kylex fandom is, uh, or does, does believe that these two are good people or that they deserve um, and just deserve anything good coming to them. Um, it's more like they're both so terrible they don't deserve better than each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the idea behind Kylax. <laughs> you know what? That That makes me feel not bad about shipping them because like I said... Um, it, for me, I think that's the biggest, like, the biggest reason why it was, like, so against, not necessarily against it, um, I'm more indifferent to it, mm -hmm. I think. Um, so it's nice to know that, that, that people who ship this are completely 100% aware of their, their horribleness, and, and so... It it makes it a little. It makes it easier to to say, "Hey, okay, I get it." Yeah, yeah. I mean, ship of, it. Do do it. You know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course, there are. Mm, you have those alternative universes, like in fan fiction, when there's a coffee shop. You you the coffee shop. Uh, you, you know what I mean, right? Yes. Um, oh, of course. And, yes. Yeah, or modern settings or something like that. And uh, taken out of their canon universe, people tend to be. Or, t or tend to ride them a little softer, not as evil. Um, but within their canon universe, they're all, pretty much always depicted as being evil and being terrible people. And we, we, the Kylax fandom doesn't try to make excuses for them. I think we are perfect. We we are one hundred percent aware. That they're terrible people. No, I I like that. It makes like I said, it it gives me. Um, I'm really glad that I had this opportunity to talk to you because I had so many misgivings, and so it's always um, it's really nice uh, to know that what I was so um, so I I I chose not to ship them is mm -hmm. is not. Uh, it's not something that the people who do ship them take for like. Oh just no! Take, just that you guys aren't irresponsible about it. I guess I don't no, know. I don't know. <laughs> That's I did, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you. And like I said, I don't think. Um. There are no hard feelings when <laughs> when people tell us, no, we don't ship them because they're just so terrible and such awful characters. We totally get that. Totally understandable, and we're fine with that, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm so happy we had this conversation because I feel like anybody who's listening, um, who had the same like mis like same feelings as I do, probably, it's you know, it's nice 
to get the other side, you know? It was nice talking about that one. I'm not being judged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't, I don't ever judge anybody. I don't ever judge anybody for shipping the things they do. Um, I just, it's, for me, it's a, like, I can't ship them because I... Mm -hmm. I feel a certain way about them. Um, of course, yeah. And so, um, it's and you know, it's it's it, it's good to know. It's it, it's interesting um, because I I feel enlightened. Like I had no idea that that you know what you guys want for them in Canada <laughs> to kill each other off. Like so, I and I've never you know taken really the time to to sit down with somebody who ships them and is and say hey what's why do you ship this like so um yeah it's really um i'm glad we had this conversation yeah. um and definitely so, so, oh, yeah, yeah thank you for this opportunity really <laughs> I, I hardly ever get to talk about kylax with other people so this was fun very much appreciated so glad you asked me I'm so I'm so grateful that you did this and I and I'm so happy um just like a little side thing um I was so excited when I found out you were from Germany because <laughs> uh, like if you go back far enough in my like I'm mostly um Mexican but you know on my mom's side uh there's some German oh so, so I, I'm like, oh, yes, I like somebody from Germany and then they love Star Wars. So maybe if when I go to visit Germany, there's somebody I can like, uh, there's people there that you can, you <laughs> I can, can talk to about Star Wars. Yeah, of course, you can come visit me in Berlin. Then we can talk <laughs> Star Wars all day. Sure. I'd love that. I, yeah, I, like, you know, you always, you know, like, that Star Wars is, like, a, like, a global phenomenon type thing, but, um, so it's, it's nice to, to get some, like, talk to people outside. Um, yes, it's so, it's amazing how it brings people together. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Because yeah. I, uh, I never would have met you if I, if it weren't for Star Wars, so it's really nice. <laughs> it is, I, I just love I just love it. Um, I met so many great people, so many talented people. Just thanks to fans, thanks to Star Wars, it's just great. It's just <laughs> amazing, really. Um. All right. So, uh, I I think that pretty much uh covers everything. Um, is there anything that you wanted to say that you really didn't get a chance to? Uh... I think I said everything I wanted to say. I would. I had a feeling I was talking way too much. Oh no, no, not at all. I feel. I feel like personally, like um, that if I was the one talking about like Fimpo, that nobody. I, I'd need somebody to be like, you need to stop. <laughs> no, I know. I, I love. I love talking about. I mean, again, I love talking about my ship. Everybody loves talking about their ship. Um, I it's just, just, oh, it's just. It was just I'm so just so grateful that I I could do this that you asked me to do this it was it was great I'm yes I'm so happy <laughs> me too <laughs> okay uh so um uh this is the end of the episode if you'd like to um get um more info about Kylux or um 
read some Kylex, um, let me go ahead and point you to Viv. Uh, do you want to share where here share your social media? Oh yeah, I mean I'm static raining on Twitter, and I'm mostly on Twitter, so you can just uh, hit me up on Twitter, send me a DM, or just a tweet. I'll probably answer in like ten minutes because I'm always on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if it's okay, when you have that uh, event, mm -hmm. uh, if you, if you, I, I don't know how far along or far away it is, but we can always um, put it in the show notes if you want to share that information with me. Oh, I would uh, love that. So yeah, okay. our, our event starts on the first of May, and it's a month-long event. And um, we also have a Twitter account called Kylex Adjacents with an S at the end. So you can just hit us up or just look us up. And there's an info post about all the rules of the event and what we're doing, actually. So we would, would love to have you join us. Awesome. Okay. And you guys can always find me on Twitter or on Instagram at, at Celestial Intent. Um, if there's any questions that you guys have or if you guys want to be on a show and talk about your favorite Star Wars ship, just hit me up. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Starships is a Clashing Sabers production, but claims no right to any licensed sounds, names, etc. All that stuff belongs to the original creator. We just use them for informational and educational purposes only and to make the show a little bit more fun. Basically, if they made it, it's theirs. If we made it, it's ours. Now, if you got that all figured out, we got some Moof Milker who installed a compressor on the ignition line we gotta take care of. Hey, Move Ball.